and welcome in to the Making a Mark Wrestling Show on the Tell Me More podcast. I am your host, Mac Moore, here with my co-host, Wade Christensen. How's it going, Wade? It's good, man. I'm ready to talk about some wrestling today. And we're going to be talking about No Mercy. Uh, this one, I, huge buildup in terms of the excitement. I mean, you have Corey Graves just talking every week to WrestleMania caliber main events. Yeah. And... All right, the buildup has met that in terms of, you know, at least trying to aim for that. It wasn't just, you know, you make two big matches and kind of let them rest on their laurels. Yeah. Uh, you come straight out of SummerSlam, and I think we kind of knew, you know, just from the way that Fatal 4-Way match ended that you were going to have Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, not so sure until the next night, but they, you know, they hit you with it quickly with the John Cena-Roman Reigns, and mm. it's been a nonstop Full month. Uh, normally, they have you know a pay per view every two weeks. Yeah. Uh, this one, uh, a month in between SummerSlam and No Mercy, and you know they they brought out all the bells and whistles. No pyro anymore. Yeah. But, uh, everything else, they came in prepared, and you know they sold this to high heaven. And I guess before we talk about the matches, we'll just real quick wait. Are you excited for a pay per view with two? What you know, Corey Graves kept saying two WrestleMania caliber matches at the top of the card. Um, if you'd asked me in previous months if, if, if I was going to be excited for uh, Lesnar and Strowman, I would have said no. Um, but we're officially at, like, Braun Strowman is at a year now in the WWE, like, correct? Right? Because I, I think he debuted last year after SummerSlam the night after with the they- Wyatt family. I think it was. I don't remember the exact moment they had him in there, but it, it's a, that sounds about right. I think it was the yeah. night after. And um, like, if you'd asked me, like, like just a couple months ago, like I would have said no, just because I didn't think Strowman was ready. Um, but he he is head and shoulders above what I ever expected him to be at, and um, and that makes any main event with him exciting. That that makes it just him showing up on TV now is 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 an exciting moment. Um. And like, like I remember, like WrestleMania last year, they were talking that it was going to be Strowman and an Undertaker because they had the big thing with him, uh, them feuding around Survivor Series time. They were having like the Wyatt families uh, feuding with Kane and the Undertaker, uh, like at house shows and stuff like that. So um, that's what they thought was going on, and I didn't want to see that, but I'd like to see it now, you know. Um, and just everything Strowman's been doing, man. Like I'm officially like a Braun Strowman fan. Like he comes out and like I get excited now. Um, and Lesnar, like how could you not be excited for any Brock Lesnar match? Like is like even even like like the ones with Ambrose that we knew like wasn't going to be great and wasn't great. It's still getting to see Brock Lesnar. He's still a spectacle. Um, <clears throat> and then Reigns and Cena, like. That's what everyone's been waiting for for quite a while now. Like ever since um, the WWE universe like figured out that like Roman Reigns was being groomed to be the next John Cena, um, people have been wanting to see this match, and it's finally happening. Um, and, and and at a pay per view like No Mercy to finally like have those two go at it, it is strange. I thought they'd wait, you know, for one of the big fours, but it's happening. Um, and like it's it's almost is like and even Roman Reigns on his promo last Monday like brought up like played the video of uh, Cena and, and The Rock's feud. And, like, that's kind of what this one reminds me of, especially with all the all the shit-talking, you know, going back and forth between them. It's very reminiscent of, you know, the Cena's feud with The Rock, which was a good feud. Yeah, and, I mean, it gives you the potential for future feuds. Obviously, that one was two WrestleMania main events yep. where you have them come back. It was... 
it works on multiple levels because there's this parallel between Roman and the rock that people keep making. But we talked about this last time. Mm -hmm. It's purely the, you know, the perception of fans that Roman is being the pushed as the main star when fans haven't accepted it. Uh, It's not really the character though. And a lot of the character, everybody wants people. They, they, the people want Roman reigns to be the rock. Yeah. And so you get those parallels with, you know, John Cena calling out the rock. Now Roman is calling out John Cena for doing what The Rock's doing. Yeah. While fans want him to become the There's just so much going on that, especially that first promo that they, not the first, not the one in Brooklyn, because mm-hmm. the one in Brooklyn was a bad idea. Uh, but the one after that, it just, it was pretty much perfect. And we haven't talked uh, since that happened, so we haven't been able to discuss mm-hmm. uh, what went down. But that first uh, promo that they did where... You know, John Cena starts to call him out, start to actually explain it since the first one kind of got, you know, aborted due to the fans just, you know, losing their crap in Brooklyn. Yeah. But that one was set up perfectly for this match. And John Cena comes in. He does what he does. He's, you know, we, we've had these arguments before, but he does a great promo for what they want him to do. He gets the fans excited and he sets it up. Even if it's corny. Yeah. It sets you up for an actual fight. Like they're they're there feels like the winner or the loser is going to matter. Now, often we've seen with the WWE, even if they make us feel that, yeah. they don't care. <clears throat> and once the match is over at the pay-per-view, but you know what? Right now, let's let's not look to the future. Mm-hmm. Let's look at right now. They set up this perfect back and forth, John Cena versus Roman Reigns. And John Cena killed that promo so well that Roman Reigns was left sitting there. Can he keep up? And for a second... In that promo, it looked like he couldn't at all. Yeah. You know, he has that one moment. Now, it's probably scripted, but he had the one moment where he's just, he either forgets the line, yeah, or he hesitates was, He the was line. tripping over his lines. John pretty Cena bad. pushes at him, pokes him in the chest yeah. verbally about missing the line. And then Roman just comes out on fire and knocks that promo out of the park. Yeah. In the weeks after that, John Cena still has the same heat. Roman was a little bit up and down, but I think uh, you saw the promo uh, on the Go Home show, right, where it's just Roman in the ring. Yeah. <clears throat> that one was really good. That was one of his best promos. That was, yeah. I don't know if it really does compete with what John Cena's doing, especially what John Cena did, you mm-hmm. know, over these last few weeks. Yeah. But, I mean, th- this is sort of like the cream rising to the top or like the steel, you know, the iron sharpens iron. John Cena came in and Roman Reigns had to do something. Yeah. Roman Reigns had like we, we you know, I talked about it earlier where the the winner doesn't necessarily matter. The winner does matter, particularly in these promos. When John Cena is calling you Absolutely, out Absolutely yeah. when John Cena is calling you out for not being able to fill his shoes, you know, you're not sure whether it's a shooter or work, but mm-hmm. you all, the reason they're saying it is because the fans are thinking it. And Roman Reigns gets put on the spot and you know, you have to come through. And I think it's hard for anybody to argue that he didn't. Yeah, um, especially the one where he was by himself. Yeah, I, I, th- I think uh, like, like like he looked really good. Um, and, and, and in the other uh, promos that they did together, like it felt like John Cena was like kind of going off script. And I've noticed that with like other big feuds, like where he kind of like will will poke fun at the people. Um, that that, that like it kind of seems like he's going off script, and that throws off. Whoever he's, you know, particularly people who aren't as good improvising in Roman, Roman Reigns, yeah. yeah. Um, and that makes John Cena look good, you know, because you know, oh, he got a pop, he said something funny, you know, he made him, tr- you know, trip over their lines, but like, it's at the expense of the other performer, 
And, and, and that, that's just like one of the big reasons that like, I just like can't get behind John Cena like ever. Like, like I just can't get excited for him. Um, I just think he like, as much as people have gone against it, I think he does bury talent. Um, I don't think he buries under Carters or mid Carters as much as people say he does, but I think the people that are at his level, um, which would be Roman Reigns, the rock, um, but people I mean, like that, that but, he, he tends to like, like bury a little bit. I mean, it depends on what we're saying on Barry. Like if, if they're going out and they're going up <clears throat> against each other yeah. and, and I can see the idea, like you want to have a guy who's larger than life mm-hmm. that also brings that person up to their level and yeah. makes it this great fight. Yeah. But those <clears throat> people are few and far between. Very true. And so when John Cena does it at the very least, John Cena is supposed to push mm-hmm. him up there. And if you're talking about, you know, it's not yeah. whether he's burying these kind of mid card. At least he's making it interesting. But I also want to know, like, who's the guy that he buried? If we're saying really buried, as opposed yeah. to just make sure that John Cena shines and the other person kind of fades mm-hmm. a little bit. But I don't know. I, I don't know who the list is. And you start naming them. You know, it's guys like Alex Riley. It's guys that you can. make. Oh, yeah. I, very... I wouldn't even count Alex Riley. He's one of those mid card people. But that's like that's I, the I was, thing I was is thinking they more all... of uh, like like Reigns or, or even when Seth Rollins and Cena had their feud going back. He kind of did the same like same sort of stuff he's doing with Reigns right now. And like I don't, if they were good performers, they would rise up and you know go back at them like The Rock did, like yeah. CM Punk did. Um, and I just don't think Reigns and Rollins really have that confidence to go off script and kind of. All right, so here's the th- do the Cena thing. <clears throat> neither one really got buried. Both of them have still gotten pushes since then. Yeah. Uh, most of their problems, I mean, Romans is its own thing. Romans, you know, it's in a different stratosphere. Yeah, he's it's yeah. not anything John Cena could have done to cause that. I mean. There's no stopping it, you mm-hmm. know, like it's, it's going to happen uh, in terms of Seth Rollins. A lot of his is his own fault. Yeah, he is just not very good on the mic. And he actually it's weird because he he is charismatic in some way and it translates zero to promos and in the ring Agreed, but like, yeah. outside of the ring. It's like, yeah, I could like that guy, like find a way to show that. And they just haven't been able to do it. He hasn't been able to do it. Yeah. Um, but you start going down the list, the only people you can actually say, if you really mean buried, if mm-hmm. you're talking about like just knocked a career that's on the upward trajectory and just knocked it out of the air. Yeah. I mean, you start, the only people you can name are those mid-carders. You start getting the Alex yeah. Riley's, uh, you know, I, th- those are all the names that you can find. There's, I, I can't think of anybody that John Cena really stopped them from becoming this yeah. star that was on the same plane as him. I think it's just they haven't been in a position to have a star on that level. There's a You're lot right, of factors yeah. that go in. I mean, that's the reason they're in this weird holding pattern right now where, you know, the fans are wanting guys like Finn Balor to be the top babyface. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. The only guy you have up there is Brock Lesnar. You can't make a Brock Lesnar, Finn Balor match. There are so many other reasons that yeah. they haven't been able to get a star on John Cena's level to get another person. That's that over it. There are things that John Cena does and you can hold it against him. Mm-hmm. But I think definitely with those promo work, he puts them in a place where they have to come through and knock out a promo on the level of the rock. And if that's yeah. what you want, if that's why you don't have managers coming out for anybody, but Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. then, you know, you're hoping that Roman Reigns becomes the next rock. You're hoping Seth Rollins becomes the yeah. next Shawn Michaels. If you expect that, then they need to be put in the position. Roman Reigns has been put in over the last month with John Cena just putting all the pressure on him through the mic. Yeah. And if they don't come through, well, then they're they're just never going to become that guy. And it's not even if, if Roman Reigns failed this time, it's not like he'll never become that guy. But there's no other way to teach that. There's yeah. no other way to make it. There's no other way to, we've talked about this before, maybe Ro- Roman and there's other guys, Baron Corbin, guys that don't understand 
that they're not hitting the right notes. Yeah. And maybe the only way to do that is to put him in a spot where it's do or die. That's you have point. to come through. That's a really good point. Like, I, I guess burial w- was the wrong word. And it's, it's more of just like, I'm nitpicky about my yeah, dictionary definition. Um, well, and, 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 and like pro wrestling is usually good about like covering up the weaknesses of whatever, the, yeah. you know, whoever. And, um, when it comes to, you know, Mike stuff like like that's definitely a weakness for Roman Reigns and a number of other uh, a number of other yeah. superstars now and 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 just putting them in you know in the ring like that with John Cena isn't doing them any favors but at the same time they need to get better yeah. like if they want like like because like John Cena does everything good like he but but you know I'm just not a fan <laughs> you know and I, like as good as he is or whatever like I don't like him I don't like anything about what he does but I think part of um, you not liking him is the best part about him like having that sort of like pure baby face that will get certain mm, people to yeah. just always love him yeah and for you to be a heel guy yeah that hates him it He's doing exactly what yeah. his job is. He's and Superman, and he does a great job playing Superman. And he seems to have gotten better at it. That's the thing is, the Mike stuff, he got better during mm-hmm. the time he was going up against The Rock. Yeah. Uh, when he His in-ring work over the last year has gotten better when yeah. he went through the AJ Styles matches, and he's starting to get to the point. like He's becoming that type of superstar that even the hardcore smarks that just hate him yeah. to the bitter end they have to at least give him props in some way. Mm-hmm. There's very like it is complete nonsense assholes that are left that just completely think John Cena is not good at anything. Yeah, you know, and like I don't think like cuz I have seen him have like I yeah. every match he had with AJ Styles was fantastic. And like before that, like I couldn't say that John Cena ever had a fantastic match, but it's CM Punk, there I mean they they were yeah. he was at 15 years and mm-hmm. if you were naming mm-hmm. him off the top 5 Three of them are against AJ Styles, yeah. and then like there are two random ones throughout what like the maybe t- 2011, and then a few in like 2013. But they're so sporadic. Yeah, you know you have to go over a few years of finding cherry picking mm-hmm. some really high quality John Cena. Now they're never bad. That's the other thing is yeah. he's never had terrible matches. But in terms of the ones that stand out, you know you're basically cherry picking mm-hmm. and over the last year he's had at least three you know and i will give him credit like you know he had probably the best match that the great Khali ever had you know and so like i'll, I'll give him credit with that <laughs> like if you can have a good match with the great Khali, then good for you because pretty much have to be a superhero <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so yeah and you know we were talking about that and i think um lesnar bronze robin like the Cena Reigns one just steals it because the 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 mic work, or at least the you know definitely Cena's mic work, but that face off was so good for the last month, so so intriguing. And Lesnar versus Braun went kind of the minimalist, you know. It's like it's the Universal Champion, but you don't need him. It's we don't see Brock every week, no. And so you just immediately first night out, Braun comes and lays out Brock. Yeah. Uh, you have a couple. Uh, I don't know if it was like right after, but it was only a couple weeks of just. You know, Braun comes out and they actually, you know, Brock Lesnar gets the German suplex on him and Braun just right up. Stands back right back up. So you, you have this build up and you don't need as much talking. They, and then they actually had like the little uh, backroom split screen promo where, you yeah. Know, and that one wasn't bad. No. Nope. Still awkwardly had Paul Heyman like just kind of like patty <laughs> corner staring at Brock like in the creepiest like uncle way. Just Heyman always seeming surprised when Lesnar speaks. Yeah. Like, oh no. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they they do that one good, and then 
you know, I think uh, some of the criticisms of Roman Reigns promo is that he kept relying on the, you know, the lazy bitch, uh, yeah, or fake bitch thing. You and get a big pop by cussing. Which but, I mean, that's what Brock Lesnar did. Like, yeah. but he did it. You know, he just did it twice, and he just he doesn't say much else. But as soon as he says it, it's he gets that one pop. Yeah, and uh, it works. I'm ready to watch that fight. And now, yeah. the the big problem is knowing WWE and knowing how. Mm-hmm. I, you can't ignore the dirt sheets and you can't ignore the fact that enough of the time they're right. It looks like Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the universal title at WrestleMania yeah. is the end of the road. And they're not likely to let Brock drop the belt. And so you're left with very few outs and what to do in this match. I think mm-hmm. uh, this, like I want to see it. I want to see just a big brawl. Yeah. But at some point you got to get to the end. You got to get to the finish and you have two big brutes that mm-hmm. you have to protect. Yeah. And so there's not a lot of options to make this a good match. It's a, it's just a regular singles match. So it's not even a no disqualification, yeah. which you could just have them, you know, going around the ring, doing whatever. Um, with the no di- or the disqualification, I mean, you could have that as a schmoz finish to make sure neither one gets pinned clean in the middle of the ring. Uh, but those are all things that could potentially upset the fans. You're waiting for this WrestleMania caliber yeah. match. You have these two big matches at the end of the night <clears> that you've just built up for a month, and fans are actually excited. Yeah, Fa- smart fans, regular fans, you know, mainstream. Everybody is excited for these two matches, and if one of them ends in, you know, I- I've seen random fantasy booking of Re- Roman Reigns coming out to attack Braun Strowman and all this crazy, yeah. like whatever it ends up being. There's not a lot of ways that they can end this match and have both people come out looking good yeah. like you would want them to. And there's also, I mean, I guess they could hit you with a surprise finish of Braun winning, but I don't think anybody's expecting that. I think really no. the idea uh, is Brock wins and how do you make Braun look good yeah. while Brock retains the title? And there's not a lot of options. No. Um but like I don't know the reason this match like I th- I find it to be like so exciting is like this is the first dude that like when when you put him next to Brock Lesnar like he looks like he could kick Brock Lesnar's yeah. ass and, and um like like he's the first person since Goldberg um or like I guess the Undertaker you know that looked like you know a physical presence next to Brock Lesnar so you know it has the potential to have a you know a good match yeah um. I hope they go more along the lines of the match that uh, Lesnar and Undertaker had in Hell in a Cell, which was like a pretty decent match. And they don't go like I just don't want it to be a three minute match like the Goldbergs, uh, yeah. like those Goldberg matches. Like I just want it to be an actual match. Whatever happens, happens. Lesnar loses. Lesnar wins. Whatever. Like I just want it to be an actual match. Um just because, like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to see Brock Lesnar out there for three minutes. Like, you don't get to see him much. So, when he does have a match, like, I want it to be a match. Um, so, we'll see. Um, I, I just think it's funny because, like, I, I remember uh, the Royal Rumble last year uh, where Lesnar gave uh, Strowman a clothesline and Strowman didn't go down for it. And Lesnar was pissed. <laughs> he was so mad. So, I think um, Braun still thinks about that a lot. Like, when I, he you should. See, when he you, should. When you see their interaction start, even when Braun's taking out Brock, like, he has yeah. to know that's what's happening. Yeah. Braun still has, like, a moment of hesitation. You can see it. He's. He's this big brute that looks angry all the time. Yeah. But for one moment, yeah. he looks... I don't, wouldn't call it scared, necessarily. A little but nervous. it's unsure. Yeah. Uh, and you see that every Yeah, time. for sure. He's just remembering that clothesline that he's like, wait, I better not mess yeah. this up again. Yeah. Remember how hard he hit me after that? I, I remember, Braun. 
I remember how pissed Lesnar was when he didn't go down for that one clothesline. God, like, go back and watch that. If you're listening to this right now, go find that. It's 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 so, like, it's just such a good moment because just Lesnar's just, like, so pissed off that he didn't go down. Um, so, yeah, no, like, this is great. Like, and especially having two matches this big, like, you would think that, like, the matches they're having, well, they would have waited until, like, Survivor Series. Like, these seem like, you know, big four-level, yeah. you know, matches, but... You know they're rolling them both out on no mercy, so um, we'll see, man. Like and it's exciting. Next Raw pay per view is going to be TLC, so Ooh, I didn't know that. So if you have a rematch situation, whatever, whatever the fallout is yeah. of no mercy, that's leading into that rivalry is going to go into you know TLC. So some uh, some shenanigans are going to happen on the next pay per view. Yeah, for so, sure. So I'm excited for that. Uh, real quick, if you were fantasy booking this match. How does it play out? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Man, just just drop that on me right here. Well, I, I did um, set up the rundown a day early. You just um, couldn't find it before now. That's so. true. I didn't find it until earlier. Like, I mean, it could go either way. Like, and it doesn't really matter. Like, because they're both monsters. Um, so like, one losing to the other one doesn't net, like Lesnar losing to Strowman doesn't hurt Lesnar. Um, Strowman losing to Lesnar doesn't hurt Strowman. Um, I would book it with with, with Lesnar winning, j- just because he's the bigger star. Um, he he's you know who they're spending all the money on, you know. So you, you like you don't want to just take his title away, especially before. I mean, we got Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania all coming up. Um, and the smart thing would be Lesnar having the belt at WrestleMania. Um, so like I would book it. For Lesnar winning, but um, I would maybe throw in J- Heyman doing something to screw over Strowman, and, and um, I don't want it to be a clean, uh, like a clean win for Lesnar. Like he wins dirty. That way we can still like like oh Lesnar, you know he almost won, you know, and just keep that in everyone's mind. So I, I, I would I would book it like that, you know, how they do that, um, who knows. But that is interesting because I mean Brock Lesnar has been in this weird middle ground of like he's not a face or a heel and yeah like fans cheer for him when they want to but then Mm -hmm. don't when they don't want to and it kind of you know people love Strowman so if you screwed him over like that like it would help both of them and that's the thing is do you decide that despite Strowman has run this program as the heel I think that's been pretty clear in terms of how they run it's not like you know a dirty heel it is a monster heel yeah but like he's definitely been the aggressor um do you just flip it do you is that the swerve that you hit is yeah it looks like you know Brock is supposed to be the face going into this or at least the the placeholder of the face Mm -hmm. and then Heyman cheats that's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Like, well, and, and it, you know, because c- now it makes Lesnar like an asshole. Like, oh, yeah. you just cheated to beat, you know, w- what's becoming the WWE Universe's hero. Like, they go crazy when Strowman comes out. So, yeah, if you screw him over, like, that helps. And that, boom, he, Strowman's now a babyface just by getting screwed over. And he doesn't even have to change anything. He can yeah. still go out there and smash people. But now, you know, they it's okay for them to love him while he does it. And it puts Lesnar back as, you know, this heel that is just going to be your champion and never show up whether you like it or not. I'm 100% on board. Cool. Uh, Thanks. It actually is the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Thank that's, you. That, that's solid. Uh, we're going to start moving down the list. I mean, we could talk about, we could pretty much spend the whole hour talking about these two matches. Yeah. Um, I really don't have, uh, you know, it's hard to talk about the Lesnar-Braun, though, because 
like I said, there isn't a lot of places for it to go. And you'll even look at something. I thought the Samoa Joe match was, you know, brilliantly mm. scripted for what they could do. But you can't even do that in this match. Yeah, like I, Samoa Joe was like he he was getting the advantage on Brock, but he was still clearly the underdog. Yeah. And then he just you know was kind of like uh, very cerebral and was figuring mm-hmm. out the best way to get the win. But Brock Lesnar yeah. you know just overpowered him. You can't do that. Like with Braun, like it's legitimately just two giant brutes. Yeah. Like attacking each other, and I think I think the best possible outcome is just having. A real match, like you said, like having them go at it, and it should be a uh, a war of attrition. If you throw in the you know Brock having to cheat to get the victory, that's mm-hmm. a great way to you yeah. know finish it off. But even if it was just you know, this is definitely one. Samoa Joe went down after one F five. Yeah, Braun Strowman better take like three F five. At least three. Yeah. Uh, if you're gonna do that, you've done it so often. Braun Strowman better get a lot of them to before you can take him mm-hmm. down. Uh, but. Going down the list, the uh, Cena reigns. I mean, we we didn't. Uh, I think we covered most things. Um, I, real quick, we, we we already talked about it, but just to give like your quick little take on it, uh, how does Roman Reigns come, or how does he look coming out of this feud, whether he wins or loses against John Cena on Sunday? Um, I think he needs to win. Um, you think he needs to win? I think he needs to win, as opposed to running back the John Cena loss to The Rock, where he. The, the young gun has to question himself. You think this one Roman needs to take down Cena? I think Roman needs to take down Cena, yeah. yeah. If it's going to, like, if if we're going to go with, as everyone's saying, you know, Roman versus Lesnar at WrestleMania. That's true. Th- then if, I think if Roman needs the, to win. But yeah. we do have time. It is yeah. no mercy. There's you plenty have a, of time. But if you, if you have Roman lose to John, like, it's pretty much run back the John Cena, The Rock rivalry. Mm-hmm. But instead of doing it over a couple WrestleManias, do it over a couple months. Yeah. And so it's like Roman loses at no mercy to John Cena, mm. but then the rematch is at Survivor okay. Series, and oh, Roman yeah, yeah, yeah. looks strong when he takes him down. If, if they're going to have a rematch, th- then absolutely. If this is a one and done, yeah. Roman needs to win. Okay. If there's going to be multiple matches, they can have Roman win at the end, but but they can't just have Cena beat Reigns, and then Reigns is still just going to go out there and like try to challenge Strowman after because I don't know what they're going to do after this match. Like we never know. What they the, don't yeah. Know. What the direction is yeah, going to be. They don't know. So, um, at the, so, so just at the end of whatever this storyline is going to be between Reigns and Cena at, at, at the culmination of it, whenever that is, could be Survivor Series, who the hell knows? But when, when that happens, Roman needs to beat Cena and he needs to beat him clean. Um, with no fuckery, nothing weird, no Cena feigning an injury or anything like that to go film Transformers. <laughs> go, um, he just needs to beat him clean. Um, and I, I think Cena's getting ready to leave. He's starting to grow his hair out. Um, so he's going to go film a movie soon. And yeah, you can't win and then just be gone for months to go film Transformers and then come back. Like, he needs to lose. And that way it just seems like, oh, he tucked his tail and ran. And then Roman Reigns can go on and do promos about how he ran John Cena of the WWE. You know, he embarrassed him after all that. And ended Taker, ended Cena, ended Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good plan. That's once again, it sounds too good. (laughs) I don't think it's going to happen. Let's let's start moving down the list. Uh, Tag team uh, championship match. The 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 partial shield or the broken shield versus the bar. Uh, I this one has had some pretty good matches. Yeah, uh, and they 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 benefited from the club mm-hmm. uh, being part of it, and yeah. so that helps. It's not just 
you know, four straight weeks of seeing the same tag teams face it's each other. Good and to then, see the club doing something. Yeah, and they I, they started to found that that groove. You know, they they were trying to get their comedic chops shown. It it fell on its face with the 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 smocks uh, when they were doing the little doctor routine. Um, mm-hmm. Yo, yeah. But I think this one, it, it they're still, you know, badasses in some capacity. Yeah. But they get to add their little bit of humor so that they, they have a catch. And then, you know, yelling nerds, the fans have been in <laughs> yeah. on them. Once you have a catchphrase, you're on TV. And that's the key. They know that. And they, yeah. they figured it out and they got it working. Uh, and they get to be right there in case, you know, uh, I really think they could face either one. Like after, you know, if, if uh, Rollins and Ambrose yeah. win or the bar wins, I think club can slide right in. Or the Hardy slide. I think that's more likely if the bar wins the high the Hardy slide back in. Yeah. But then the club can slide in to face Seth Rollins and Ambrose on the rebound. Absolutely. Uh, so both work. They're right there. Uh, the tag team division. Both actually both tag team divisions. Raw and SmackDown. They looked anemic just a few months ago. Yeah. And now getting better. Now they look like they I, at the very least they have enough that they can transition from. Yeah. It is, uh, I think on SmackDown. It'll be a little while before we see the Usos and New Day stop fighting each other. Yeah. Uh, but and they've been killing it. Like they can keep fighting because they, they they've, yeah. they've been having great matches. Um, even even the promos versus each other have been okay. And I can't even believe I'm saying those things about the Usos and New Day because I hate both those teams. But they're doing they're great. They're yeah, good, they're man. doing great. Stop being a hater. Yeah, solid. I am. I'm a hater. I'll uh, I'll, I'll admit it. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, I think there they they are stuck with just the two, but they've been great matches over there. And then on Raw, uh, you know, it was a great idea to put Rollins and Ambrose, who were just kind of toiling in the mid card and didn't quite know what to do. Yeah, uh, you get the fans back on their side. I mean, mm-hmm. they love the Shield reunion. Uh, you keep getting to hint at the possibility of Roman being there, and then the fans have to make a very tough decision if that happens. Yeah. Uh, so it all works out. Um, I will say you had very strong opinions about Dean Ambrose. The Miz, the Miz and I both did. <laughs> uh, has that changed since they put this team back together? No. Nope. No, not at all. Um, it's better. It's something interesting um, that Ambrose is doing now. But like, I just still want more from Ambrose. Like my my fantasy booking was for when they um, ended up winning the titles was that they were going to lose and then Ambrose was going to turn on Rollins. Like, that's what I wanted. It's too quick. Yeah, I just wanted it, though. Like, like, you gotta it, wait. Like, you, gotta, you gotta wait. The sweet... The yeah, but do, do you remember when w- w- the, the first time Triple H and Shawn Michaels were reforming DX yeah. and they did the entrance and they did the crotch chops and then Triple H beat his ass like that's that's what i wanted i wanted that oh we thought the shield was coming back just like oh i thought dx was coming back and nope triple h said screw that um that's what i wanted was like everyone to think oh the shield the shield the shield because that's all everyone's been saying since they broke up and then ambrose just boom hit him with that ddt and then crush everyone's dreams and then we got to heal ambrose and i've seen the heal ambrose on the indies uh and heal ambrose is great so that's what I wanted to happen. But this is probably the most interesting thing that Dean Ambrose has been involved in since he lost the world title. So it's something. We're putting a belt on Ambrose. I think he's talented in the ring. Like, I like his matches. Um, I just want more out of the character Dean Ambrose. Like, But it's better. It's, it's, it's better than the humdrum BS he was doing um, losing to The Miz every week. So, you know, it's something. And, like... 
you know, as much as I wanted to see a heel turn, it's cool seeing Ambrose and Rollins, you know, back doing stuff. And, like, they just seem more comfortable together than they do on their own. So, it's whatever. Um, the bar, <laughs> like, I have more complaints about the bar than any. Like, I love the bar. I think they're great. I love everything Except. besides the kilts <laughs> and that stupid finger touch thing they're doing now. Like, what is, is that like a, is that? Dragon Ball Z. Is it Dragon Ball it's Z? Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> okay, I've been calling it Wonder Twins. Like, I, like, yeah. I didn't know what it was. It's I've never Dragon seen Z. Dragon Ball Z, but I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's just too much. If they were just two badasses with the, like, I dig the jackets, I dig the sunglasses, but the kilts and, 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 and especially with neither one of them being Scottish, the kilts and the finger touch thing just made me like, oh, you're not badasses. You're doing some stupid nerdy anime thing. Like that's not, that's not tough and badass. That's n- nerdy. But they're, but they're also, yeah. I mean, I didn't like when they used to do the 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 the, the Ryu Hadouken when when Cesaro was with uh, Tyson <laughs> Kidd either. I thought that was so stupid. Um, especially for heels, you can't be heels doing cartoon shit. I think they can. I think uh, I hate it. Here's the thing, though. Like, Sheamus can pull off, like, the sh- like the pure badass. Yeah. Heel. And even then, sometimes he just, it just doesn't click mm-hmm. between the voice and the, the, the skin and yeah. the, the red hair. It doesn't always work, but he, he's the closest to be able to. Cesaro can't do it at all. Uh, yeah. I think the only way you get it, like, you do need to add a little bit of flair to what they're doing, a little kick. And... I think you know if you're they're not outright doing a nerdy thing like you you didn't even quite know what the little pose I've never was. seen Dragon Ball but Z but the point is the pose is just kind of like it can just be a regular weird pose like it's not any dumber than their little bar you know put their you know thumb side but yeah they, it, but they already have that like it, like. They already got the sideways thumb. They already got the thing where, you know... Spaghetti method. You just throw everything up against the wall and see what yeah, sticks. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's too much. <laughs> like, it was like when Diamond Dallas Page first started, and he was chewing gum, and had a cigar, and had sunglasses, and just like every single gimmick you could possibly have, Diamond Dallas Page would walk out until he was finally, you know, that was bad guy original Diamond yeah. Dallas Page. Um, it's just too much. Like, like I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Keep It Simple. Like... Because you just start adding shit to it, and then it just gets cartoony and weird, and, <laughs> and that's just how I feel about it. But I don't know. People seem to like it. Yeah. I'm sure if this Dragon Ball Z fans go crazy over it, but New Day is their whole routine is that. And that's why I hate they're, them. They're over. They're you know they're over like crazy. Yeah. So you know we we talked about that for a little while. I uh, you know I I think the bar is doing fine. I think in terms of both tag teams, it is great to see guys who. Easily yeah. are talented enough to be in the made card picture, but they don't have spots. And now they're putting together great matches yeah. for a title, so it matters. And they're getting the opportunity. They're getting uh, promo time each week, yeah. and in a way that you know, Seth Rollins, all of his promos for the last year before that were nauseating. Yeah, like they weren't good. so bad. Now he's getting he he feels comfortable out there with Dean Ambrose. And it's starting to work a lot better. Yeah. Dean Ambrose, his, you know, wacky stuff that you didn't like before 
it is a lot more palatable when you're not running around being called the lunatic fringe on your own. Yeah. When it's part of this tag team, it works better. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely doing something for both of them. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I said that kind of earlier. I th- I think they do feel more comfortable with each other in there. So you know, it's working. It's working. I'm excited. For it doesn't them. suck at all. I'm excited for the match. They're, they're they've been good matches each time. And like yeah. I said, with the with the club involved, it's mm-hmm. not just these two tag teams facing off for four yeah. weeks. You get you know different things to kind of split that up mm-hmm. and then i get to be excited i don't have to think i'm going to see the same match yeah. going into this pay-per-view and this pay-per-view it just seems stacked it's not even just those top two matches like the going up and down the card there's some pretty good yeah, matches i think it's going to be good i mean uh you know even going to this next one the uh bray wyatt versus non-demon finn balor uh I, that was the best that they did. Like the first time i was not excited to watch him mm-hmm. at SummerSlam. uh i thought the paint thing was like it was supposed to be this like go home show like cap to what was going to be a rivalry that a lot of like when they first started going at it, it's like oh that makes sense Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt and then nothing worked yeah and going into this one using gold dust with the the paint thing Bray Wyatt did a promo that made sense yeah like I got it finally it, it, it all matched up it fit what they were doing and then Balor gets a great promo back you know a uh, great line at the end that you know if if you're scared of this demon yeah then, yeah yeah you know who's stronger the one who the demon or the one who made him yeah uh, that was good g- great promo set it up I'm excited it'll be boring as shit match like it always is mm-hmm. but <laughs> they at least got me <laughs> uh, psyched for it to happen yeah uh, I have nothing else to say about that one we can keep moving down the list unless you have something that that in about that I mean I'd like to see Bray Wyatt win this one just because you know it's important he did lose to the demon so like I think he should beat the man yeah like. I think he should. Um, and then he gets to cut promos about how he was right. Yeah. Finn Balor has to come back and prove that he's wrong. Yeah. Or he could just comes back and he loses enough that he's like, I guess I have to do the demon every time. And ever, actually, instead of it just being a pay-per-view thing, at some point, Finn Balor just starts attacking Bray Wyatt every week in the demon paint. That could just, work, too. Yeah. Bam. Do something. There's, there's, there's stuff there's, I don't know. There's just so much damn potential between the two of them that, yeah, you could do all sorts of stuff and make it awesome. Um, yep. But it's been, you know, kind of meh. You know, I, it's I, been all right, but I thought definitely could be I, I was not excited for the SummerSlam one. Uh, mostly, I mean, part of it is the promos have to be really good mm-hmm. because I've just been very disappointed in the idea that every Finn Balor match is the same. Yeah, and then I feel like Bray Wyatt is a, it just doesn't happen. None of the none of his matches have really stood out to me, and I love him. I lo- I, I love the uh, backstage promos that he does. Yeah, uh, I love the whole gimmick. Uh, but at some point you have to deliver at a pay-per-view yeah. in a big match and it hasn't quite happened. So I guess I, that was part of why I wasn't excited. Yeah. I but this second one, they, <clears throat> they at least made me excited based on the buildup. Yeah. I'm still probably going to be very disappointed in the product, but I guess I can swallow it better knowing that they actually took the time to come up with a good plan and a plan that can in the future mm-hmm. have, you know, ways to go different directions with it. Yeah. So I, it's, it's, it's better than I thought it would be. After the SummerSlam match, I thought that was like, you know, I thought out, it was going to be over. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was a one off just because of how poorly uh, it went. Um, next, going down the list, Neville Enzo. This is an interesting one. Yeah, because apparently they did a great promo on Two Five Live. Enzo did. I didn't watch it. I'm gonna have to go. That one. Um, I th- I think I watched that. Watch I, I th- like it was on in the background. I I remember. Uh, 
Neville saying something about, you know, like, like, oh, you can't, you know, getting disqualified, you know, you don't win the belt if you get disqualified and all this stuff. And, you know, and then Enzo says something about, oh, yeah, well, there's no rules right now. And, like, kicks Neville in the balls. Like, like it was all right. Like, nice. um, like, Enzo's definitely bringing something to 205 Live. He's, like, he adds a good talker up against Neville, which Neville has slowly become a pretty good heel. Yeah. Uh, promo guy yeah like it, it, it's pretty solid i think neville's a great heel yeah i've loved it king of the cruiserweights like like yeah he is he, but he needs a good foil and yeah. enzo steps in there and it you know he's exciting at the, the number one he's exciting whether he can put together a really quality match which i mean i guess it quality matches don't matter neville was putting together a lot of quality matches on the pay-per-views defending mm-hmm. the cruiserweight it didn't make anybody want to go watch 205 live yeah I still am not watching 205 Live, but I have to imagine 12-year-olds are, 14-year-olds. Someone are. is. All the, all the people that are cheering for Enzo. I got to imagine some yeah. of them are anyone that actually has a network. They're probably not going to get the network to watch it, but I bet they're watching it on the network now. Yeah. Uh, no, I think, uh, yeah, Enzo's definitely bringing some eyes to 205 Live for sure, just because, like, who else is there to watch? And on- he, he makes the Cruiserweight match that's on Raw matter. Those yeah. have been ones where even when they've been uh, better uh, in-ring work, people have just, they tune out. They You know, the ones in the arena go in the bathroom break, the people, you know, watching at home, you know, watching on DVR and then skip through it. Uh, just describing Wade. I'm not describing all people. <laughs> uh, but Enzo makes it where you at least want to watch that segment. Yeah. Um, so I have to assume it's working. And like I said, the, the, the big problem, the problem that I always thought with Enzo uh, breaking off a big cast, even him with big cast, he just doesn't perform in the ring. And can is Neville good enough to cover that up on a pay-per-view that looks to be at least on the outside on paper mm-hmm. looks to be a pretty good pay-per-view. Yeah. So as opposed to before there were a few pay-per-views where they didn't look great and Neville matches actually stood out as one of the better in-ring work. Yeah. I mean, you didn't care as much necessarily, but quality work rate. And now you have the chance to be one of the worst matches on the card. Could uh, be. So that, that puts you in a tough spot and puts a, a little bit of pressure on Enzo. I don't think yeah. it matters. I think the people that are into Enzo, it doesn't matter what he does in the ring. No. They don't care too much. But it would be nice to see him pull that off. Yeah. Um, next one going down, uh, Intercontinental at the bottom of the card, which, as we talked about this, Miz just stuck there with what seems to be slap in the face, but at least they've turned that into a story this time. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually excited for that match. Uh, well, first off, before we talk about... As the Jason Jordan storyline, as Kurt Angle's illegitimate son, yeah, has it worked? I mean, I guess like it, it's not like I don't find it to be interesting at all. Um, just because like I am tired of seeing Kurt Angle come out there with his big stupid smile <laughs> <laughs> and, and and screwed up knees. Like I don't know. Like I was really hoping Angle would make a bigger impact than Foley did as manager because um, I was I was really looking to make Foley as general manager I loved him when he was the commissioner or whatever of uh, Smackdown I thought he was great so I was I was looking for more of that but like they put Foley in a role that just they could have stuck anybody there and it wouldn't like it just doesn't matter that he's Mick Foley and just like now like it doesn't matter that 
the the, the general manager's Kurt Angle. I mean, it kind of like, matters. Like you you need Jason Jordan's real father. I yeah, mean, you but can't you, just have anybody. His real his <laughs> his real father. Get the fuck out of here. Um, kayfabe. <laughs> yeah, keep it kayfabe, man. Um, it's just like it's pretty lackluster. It, it's it's not like. It it sucks like <laughs> like like it sucks like uh, like uh, I'm not like I I think Kurt Angle is Wade wanted to use his big boy words and then he decided yeah, never mind no just I'm just just gonna be real like it sucks <laughs> it's uninteresting um and, and it's just like and then just putting it like the only reason Jason Jordan is 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 in this intercontinental thing is because of the storyline with Kurt Angle. Um, so I, I guess it, it, it's good for the Miz. It puts him in an active storyline ish with, you know, Kurt Angle and his son, um, the, which is like one of the biggest raw things they've been. So, so, you know, at least it puts the Miz and his little Miztourage in a big angle. Yeah. And I just want to at least makes sense too. Like, yeah. I mean, once you ignore the fact that Kurt Angle being Jason Jordan's father doesn't make sense, but the, every yeah. step after that. They've at least done in a way that made sense. Yeah, and and it's you know it's 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 the dad giving his you know son a chance and all this stuff. Um, I just I I'm, I miss that old uh, bald Kurt Angle where he wore the mouthpiece and was just a ass kicker. Like I didn't like Kurt Angle until that moment. I mean, but he also is a manager or he's a. Uh GM, yeah, he he doesn't get a kick ass. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so it puts him in a weird spot. At least not yet. Not yet. Uh, I, I do hope we see a Kurt Angle match um, at some point. Like like that's what I've been waiting the whole time since he showed up. Is like, oh, something's gonna happen. Um, if I have to guess, I'm I'm gonna call it right now. It's gonna be Kurt Angle Triple H at WrestleMania. Probably. Yeah. That would, it's just the the only reason you would do it. Like at this point, it just doesn't look like they want to pull the trigger and. You know, you have to wonder how much is due to the different injuries Kurt Angle has had. Do they really just not want him in the ring? Yeah. Or it's, well, we're going to have him in the ring, but there's only one match we want him for. Yeah. And that would seem to be the match. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Jason Jordan, I want him to be good. I thought mm-hmm. this when I was watching, you know, the American Alpha uh, on SmackDown. I was just, I hope they figure out something for these guys because yeah. Jason Jordan, he's got the size. Uh, he's He's got some pretty good in-ring abilities. Yeah, he's got a hell of a imp- drop kick. And they improved uh, pretty fast as he got br- they got brought up a little too soon probably, but they improved very fast. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I, I've said this before, I really liked Gable. I yeah, mean, if you can hit that here. German suplex with that bridge, it's, it, it's yeah. a work of art. Yeah, I, th- um, I thought if they were going to go with anyone from that team to kind of like, oh, this is going to be the guy we're going to go with, it, it would have been Gable. Um, I, I I just think he has more charisma and, and a little bit more in ring talent than See, I don't, than Jason Jordan does. I don't know about the charisma because I haven't seen anything from either one. Yeah, and so if you're doing that, I mean, it's once again, it's you know who's got the rest of uh, the check marks. Yeah, Jason Jordan's like at least six three. He just yeah, he looks like uh, yeah. the wrestler that you want, and he's not bad in the ring. So why wouldn't you go with him? And his he's. We've talked about this before. There's not a lot of guys on on uh, WWE that are just great on the mic, but it's are you competent? And Jason Jordan can talk. He just doesn't sound intimidating. Yeah. He doesn't have a character. But it's like if you're if you're looking, you're like, okay, we just need somebody who you know isn't just a marble mouth that will completely screw it up. Jason Jordan isn't that. He just really you know. His his voice doesn't fit what he looks like. Yeah, and then 
they haven't figured out a way around that in terms of the way to tell the story. But I, I'd see where you would pick Jordan over Gable. Gable's a tough one. Gable's the kind of guy. I mean, he's got he's he's really in trouble because what is you know the difference between having Gable or Sami Zayn? Yeah. What is the difference between having uh, you would just name half the SmackDown roster? Yeah. And, what's the difference? And at least Jason Jordan has that difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the the initial story. It does give you like he's at least played that well in terms of like you know, uh, it's as lily white of a baby face as you can be. But while the best answer is a, a heel turn, it's using that advantage yeah. of your father and like you start losing enough, but you just keep you know getting what you want because your dad's the GM. Yeah, uh, I think that's the best option for him in the end. I think they're playing it. It's a slow burn, and I think they're going to get there. And I think they've played it perfectly so far. Uh, and then you add in with the Miz. You know, it's like if Jason Jordan can't slightly get over with the Miz level heat, mm-hmm. then you know you need to switch Jason Jordan to heal faster. You yeah. know, it's like you can't run him as a babyface. Uh, so this match is the perfect kind of barometer to figure out where Jason Jordan is and what you need to do with him next. It also, like you said, puts Miz in a storyline that actually matters, that has some, you know, gravitas because it's dealing with Kurt Angle. Yeah. And. You know, you also have Bo Dallas's jackets. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and his gloves. And that's all you need. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think it's perfect. Uh, unless, do you have anything else to say about this match before we move no. on? I got one more thing to ask you. Uh, are you excited for when the Miz becomes a heel commentator in ten years? <laughs> no. Nope. No. All right. Well, we got our answer. I don't even have to take the time to dissect that at all. Uh, we are gonna get to the Blizz Banks. Jax, yeah. Emma, wait for it, I'm not done yet. Bailey, there's five of them. I don't know how this happened. Uh, I remember I remember when it was just a uh, face-off between... The, it just was Banks and Bliss again. It was the rematch. Mm-hmm. And then Nia Jax and Emma won their way in. Yeah. And then Bailey just appeared and they gave it to her. <laughs> yeah. She, she just decided to <laughs> help out Sasha. And then during a commercial break, it just happened. <laughs> They already had built up. They had the little uh, the little picture with her in it, all five of them. Mm-hmm. They had it ready to go. <laughs> so they moved quickly back there at WWE. Uh, what do you think of this match? Um, I, honestly, I, I've really been enjoying uh, Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. Um, I think, like, N- Nia Jax hasn't really had, like, great matches at all but i think when she's with alexa like alexa bliss and her work somehow like alexa bliss like sells well for her um like i think like out of all of the 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 women in this match right now like those two have been killing it lately um i love the uh the old uh batista spot where nia Jax, you know had her on the on her shoulders and then dropped alexa bless back you know that, that that was good um just everything that yeah that they've been doing together like like I just been waiting for Nia Jax to, you know, get her revenge because she was supposed to have that title match with her and everything. And she's been looking good. Um, there was a spot like a couple weeks ago. Oh, God, I wish I could remember it because I, I remember seeing it just like, whoa, like Nia Jax look, look good. Like, um, and like look like a, you know, like the monster that they're, you know, like portraying her to be. So like surprisingly, um, I think those two have been killing it. Like, I know you're a big Alexa Bliss fan. She hasn't yeah. really like, done a whole lot, you know, for me. But like, I think everything she's been doing, like, 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 she's had better matches with Nia Jax than, um, 
Nijax's head with anybody, and like like and and, and like you, they don't even have to be matches, just little spots and yeah. just little things here and there. Um, Alexa Bliss has been really making Nijax look good, um, and I think that's what that is definitely what Nijax's character has needed. Um, I don't understand Emma being in it at all. I, I think it was it was a spot that made sense in terms of the. Having Nia Jax win her way in, mm-hmm. Emma just kind of like take the credit. I think that yeah. that helped keep going that little comic routine that they're doing. If they're gonna do it, that was the best version of it. Um, Bailey slipping in, it just—I don't get why they don't like make it something. Like, don't just do that in the middle of a commercial break. Like, all you do is return from injury, and now you're back in. I mean, I guess she was technically the uh, number one contender before she got injured, yeah. but then say that they didn't even say that when they yeah. came back from break. They're just like Bailey's in it. And the next match. <laughs> uh, you, I mean, put some time into it. Like, actually, especially on a go-home show, there's no opportunity to fix that. You yeah. know, except in, like, the pre-show or some something stupid, yeah. which is probably what they'll end up doing. Uh, I think it works great. I think, you know, um, Nia Jax is a tough one to have in a one-on-one match mm-hmm. with Alexa Bliss. Uh, even if you get a good match out of it, it's not a good title match because Alexa Bliss is just so tiny. Yeah. Uh, it's just really hard to pull off. Uh you know, you said she had some of the better matches with Nia Jax. I think one of the best ones was the Bailey match right before WrestleMania. Uh, and that one, you know, you, there's a hard to get really good spots, and I think Bailey's finish was the um, Bailey to belly uh, yeah. off the middle rope. Like Nia Jax was up there, and I think she got distracted by like Sasha Banks coming out or something, and she runs up on the rope, does it, and wins the match. Uh, but that was probably the best Nia Jax match that I had seen. But that was a long time ago. Yeah. You know, we're moving to our, towards the end of the year now. Um, I don't, like, you're right about the Emma thing. Like, if this was the four, if it, this was yeah. Bliss, Banks, uh, Jax, and Bailey, it would be mm-hmm. better. Uh, but, yeah, you, you get Emma to do whatever she's going to do. You also have her as, like, the wild card in the match. Like, imagine this ends and Emma's the, the victor, you know. Just imagine yeah. a couple of weeks of her saying she's won the women's revolution and Nia Jax chasing her around backstage and yeah. raw. Uh, there's there's options, so I I'm not completely against it. I just it just seemed like haphazardly put together for what was building up. Like you said, the Nia Jax and Bliss spots were built up. You already had if Nia Jax gets her way in and you know uh, Sasha Banks has her rematch clause. You have reasoning for everybody to be in as yeah. opposed to. Emma just gets a weird opportunity and a tag match to get in, and then Bailey is just, you know, thrown in the week yeah. before. Uh, you could have made it the three if you wanted to have Bailey come on. You could have taken the time for Bailey to say, you know, I want my match that yeah. I, I deserve for being number one contender. Uh, you could have done it that way, made it a fatal four way. Probably would be better without Emma, but man, if Emma wins the match, it'd <laughs> <laughs> be great. Uh, I think that's really all we have. Uh, we're going to talk about some other topics. I know Ric Flair said he's going to stop drinking. Sure. After his health scare. Sure. Hey, you never know what happens <laughs> after. Like, you have a health scare like that. You have, you know, in a coma for a while. Like, I can I mean, see you changing I hope it. so. Yeah. I do hope so. But is Ric Flair. Like, everyone knows Ric Flair's. Like, I've known Ric Flair's a drunk for my whole life, <laughs> you know? So, um, it, it'd be nice to see him, you know, switch it around. You know, I hope it's not too late for him. You know, that was, uh, not scary, but you know, scary week thinking like, holy shit, Ric Flair might die. You know, like I had people like people texting me going, Hey, 
pray for Ric Flair for me. You know, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, you know, I was pushing it a little far. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, you know, that would have been a national tragedy. Like, everyone knows Ric Flair. Like, um, so it's good to see him, you know. That would have been a really bad way for Ric Flair to die. Like, yeah. is just, you know, drink, you know, in a coma because he drinks 20 drinks a day. Um, and his body failed on him. Like, that would have been a, a horrible, horrible, horrible way to go. Especially on the same, like, it was around the same time Bobby Heenan died. You know, yeah. which, that's, a, the, the, you know, I could talk about that for an hour. Like, the, the, the whole thing with Bobby Heenan is the most tragic thing I can ever imagine. Like... The greatest talker in the history of wrestling, not being able to talk like like uh, that, just like it gave me goosebumps. Like like, yeah. like like it's terrible, and you know. So I'm glad Ric Flair didn't go out that way because that's not. I don't want to see Ric Flair go out from being in a coma from drinking. Like that's tragic. Um. So it's it's. I'm really glad that he didn't die. Like honestly, like I'm I'm really happy. I hope he doesn't have any. You know, I I really hope everything he says is true and he's gonna change around and you know, die a healthy old man instead of you know one that's you know withered his organs away. But um, we'll see. You know, we'll see. I guess Ric Flair says a lot of shit, so you know, we'll <laughs> see. Yeah, and Bobby Heenan news was sad as well. I mean, Tragic, man. And you know, t- talking earlier about you know Miz becoming a heel commentator in the future, like. It's probably the perfect spot for him because you need somebody like that. You need somebody who is just a wizard on the mic, and that's what The Miz has become in the last year. And right now you have Corey Graves who's kind of knocking on that door, but there's not a lot of people. Uh, the way that uh, things are judged, if you just go back, we didn't even talk about this, the Jinder Mahal uh, segment on yeah. SmackDown. You can't say the same things you used to say. No. And so it's that much harder to be that heel commentator. Yeah. And, you know, Bobby Heenan was one of a kind and they, you know, they just don't have yeah. a lot of guys that can do that. And I, th- I think I even listed Bobby Heenan on my like list of, you know, potential people yeah, that deserve to be on like Mount Rushmore. The first few out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, he the, was one of your ones that was like, if it wasn't a wrestler, you know, yeah. like Vince McMahon and then Bobby Heenan right there. For sure. Yeah. Um, really sad news. Um, but, that's how we end podcasts now. I, I don't um, realize doing this. I got, I got another thing to end the podcast on. Wade has one more thing. What do you got, Wade? The headbutt heard around the world. The headbutt heard around <laughs> the world. That was, that was good. I was uh, See, I'm not sure of how much stuff on SmackDown <sighs> to talk about, but I guess that one's big enough. We should probably That's, just talk we about it. We should talk about first that. First time Vince McMahon was on SmackDown in four years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we talked about this before with uh, the special guest referee, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens match. Mm-hmm. It was like, the only way that match is good is if you look at it through the lens if you're setting up this uh Shane and Kevin Owens thing. Yeah. And they've set that up really well. Yes, they have. Um the the spot of having uh Shane McMahon attack Kevin Owens and <clears throat> Kevin Owens is the perfect person to pull that off. Like yes, he is. that that spot it wasn't even that good of Shane attacking him. Like Shane looked awkward. He fell as he was coming out of the ring. Yeah. But it is what it was. I, I just I was like, oh, cool. That's mm-hmm. you know that's what they're doing. At least they had Shane actually like man up, and then to have the, you know that line of you know your family would have been better off if you would have just died in the helicopter crash. It's mm-hmm. like that is some legit heel yeah. stuff coming from Kevin Owens. Yeah, it is. And then he goes in the back, and he's perfect at like you know saying he's gonna sue. Like yeah. if you had some other heel doing that, they would have easily flubbed that whole thing. And Kevin Owens knocked out of the park. Then you get him to come the next week and have Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon comes with the fire, as much fire as he can in yeah. his old age, and he sets it up. I, 
uh, that whole segment was bled. McMahon bled, dude. Oh my god, that was such like that's the greatest thing that's happened on SmackDowns. In he's like what seventy? Yeah, seventy. He's over seventy. Yeah, because frog splash. Yeah, took a frog splash. Took a frog splash. Yeah, and got busted open. Like that was all of that was great. Like it was great to see McMahon. Like I was just like, oh, this is all of it. like the whole thing was great. Like even all the shit that like McMahon and Austin went through in the beginning. Austin never split his head open like that, you know. Um, so it, it was just like, uh, like I was awestruck when I saw it. I was like, okay, and oh, the headbutt, and then like you see McMahon all sprawled out, and you just watch the blood, just yeah. this blood circle, just appear on his forehead. I'm just like, oh shit, like. This is awesome, you know, and it was the frog splash happened after that. Um, this is the greatest thing Kevin Owens has ever been involved in. This is better than him winning the Universal Title. It's way bigger than that, I feel. Um, it's also the the seal of approval. Yeah, Vince McMahon came out for Kevin Owens. Yeah, he hasn't come out for anybody else. There has been guys he could come out. Yeah, and he could have not in a long time. He could have raised their profile. I mean, at this point, every time Vince shows up for mm-hmm. something. That's big time because yeah. it's becoming rarer and rarer. I think the year. last time like he came in the ring, it was for Roman Reigns, and even then he kicked Roman Reigns in the balls. <laughs> like Roman, like uh, McMahon won. I think the last person to maybe get over on McMahon was, man, the last person I can remember was when Randy Orton punted him in the head, and yeah. that's a long time ago. Long time ago. So I mean, that was great. Like best thing on SmackDown, and I can't even tell you when. Yeah, wonderful. So that's got. Uh, people excited for that one going into what the, the hell, hell in a cell, cell. pay per view, yeah, uh, or hell in a cell or hell in the cell. In which the is how, cell. <laughs> I can't. I'm not, mad, I'm not mad it. for Shane saying it. I honestly, half the time I say hell in the cell just because as it comes out, that's just what I say. Uh, so I, you know, I'm gonna give him a little bit of crap, but I, I, I'm right there with him. Uh, that one's. I mean, that's just gonna be exciting, anyways. Hell in the cell is just. I mean, the worst that it is. It has the potential to be fun. Yeah. And so you have Kevin Owens. And the last time we saw Kevin Owens in Hell in a Cell, he was uh, stacking up chairs and throwing Seth Rollins through it. So yeah. uh, he's he's got a creative mind for it. And guess who's willing to break his body <laughs> yeah. for a, a good high spot? Oh, Shane McMahon. Yeah, he'll jump off a cell. No uh, problem. So this one should be really fun. Uh, but, you know, we'll talk about that more. Uh, you know, we might talk about it a little bit next time, uh, depending on how fast we do our little wrap up. Of no mercy, uh, but also when we Sounds come good, man. when we come back for that hell in the cell preview, uh, that's it. That's all we have for you guys. Uh, tune in. Uh, make sure to like our page on Facebook. Follow the Tell Me More podcast on SoundCloud. Subscribe to it on iTunes or on your podcast app such as Overcast. Leave us an iTunes review. It better be a 5.0. If it's not a 5.0, we'll give you a headbutt like oh, Kevin yeah. Owens gave to Vince McMahon. Oh yeah. So uh, we're out of here. Bye bye. <laughs>